All right, let's see here if this works. Hello, hello. Hey, Danny. Hi, now I can hear you. All right. You can hear me. Yes, now, now I, I can, can hear you. I have to close my app. Good. We might actually have a show here today, ladies and gentlemen. Danny is so excited he went robotic. Oh, no. Are we doing that gimmick again? Man. I thought hey, that's the, I your thought gimmick, not mine. That's what I thought the days of my robot sound were done. I'm see, I'm using different equipment than when we used to previously do it. And the robot sound would come in, so it must be somehow on your end, sir. Because they, they, I typically they, have been using I'm, my laptop. Yeah, but you know, if you're still using you know dial-up, it's over in parts unknown in southwest, southeast Georgia, southwest Georgia. I know it's it's northeast of Atlanta, but it's southeast of the entire state. So it's not southeast of the entire state. Atlanta is north. Atlanta no, is said, north Georgia, said, and I'm. I said north forty-five minutes of north Georgia. of Atlanta. Southeast. Yeah, yes, but you're you northwest know. of Georgia. I'm north. I'm in I'm northwest. I, English Georgia. is not my first language. We know this. Neither are neither are directions though. North northeast, sir. This, this is true. And I'm not on. Northeast of Atlanta. Yes. Are we waiting on the queen before we uh officially? But, but we we are here. ourselves and get going. Oh, we are here. Yes, oh. that is what matters ultimately. We we are here. We 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 are here. We are here. Uh, we are live on a Podbean app. Um, and yeah, let's, let's see how this goes today. I'm glad that we are back together, Danny. Uh, you know, we, we had the yes. last, uh, 10 minutes trying, uh, to get this happen. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you could, uh, hear, um, there's going to be, you know, if anybody was listening for those eight plus minutes, uh, of torture, uh, well, you know, you deserved it. Uh, but. Yeah, we are live now on the Podbean app. I am Patrick with Danny Danger. Uh, Mika Villas is on assignment. Uh, exactly what the assignment is, I do not know. Uh, but uh, yeah, she will be here if she uh, is able to. Surprises. And uh, yeah, until then, it's just uh, Danny and I. Um, Danny, I know with the new Podbean app, we haven't been able to listen to our great uh, theme song uh, that, that we've had for a long time. So our listeners, you know, of course, the, the live shows have yet to go into uh, the edit version with the uh, – so they're not available on demand yet. We're working with production and getting that done. Uh, but in the meantime – we haven't had our song. Uh, Podbean, while they're still in the better version of live streaming, do not allow for uh, 
outside music. They have these songs and templates, but I think I tortured you enough with the audio yeah, effects w- two weeks ago. I would imagine that I'm not even going to yes, try to play yes, you did. songs. Please, please don't, as I would imagine they're they're fairly generic, probably not that great. Um, yeah, I, I think myself and our listeners uh, don't necessarily need to be put through that. Yeah, but for those listeners who've never heard our song, well, I hope you have because I hope you've listened to some of our past episodes. But I'm going to play a tidbit of our song so you can feel like, you know, we are on the show. Here we go. Let's see how this works. And you are listening to FOW Live here uh, on the FOW Radio Network. I am Patrick with my host, Danny Dan- co-host Danny Danger. Mika Villas is not here, uh, but we're here to talk pro wrestling. Uh, man, I miss saying the intro in that format. Uh, it's been a while, but Danny, here we are. How was your week? We're, we are here with, you know, technical difficulties, but we have those hopefully sorted out. Uh, I am doing well, you know. It's, uh, I guess, what is this? Officially week three of the Wednesday Night Wars, as they're calling them. Um, you know, well, I, so I, I we, think it's we have a whole lot of four, wrestling to think... watch. You're they right. It, might be, it might be week four at this point. Yeah, I think it's yeah. That's what we jumped in. So it's week four of the Wednesday Night Wars. I apologize, um, but you know, so we have lots of new wrestling to watch. Of course, you know, Raw and SmackDown are on the the ends of the week, and and then in the middle we have our Wednesday Night Wars, and uh, Tuesday we have NWA Power, uh, which is also really fun. If you haven't checked that out, I would recommend doing so. Uh, it's one of my favorites right now. Um, just because it is, you know, the the wrestling itself is is so so, but the product overall, the presentation is just different than anything else going on right now. Um, so it really, I feel it really stands out. So that's that's the one wrestling show that I'm finding myself getting excited about watching each week is Power. Um, you know, I I always watch NXT, always watch 205. Now, I, I um, have yet I to watch. Uh oh, yeah. Um, it's all on YouTube. It's also on their I, Facebook page. It, it is on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's on their Facebook I'm page. I'm probably gonna binge um, watch well. it. Yeah, le- leading into yeah, just... uh, into their pay per view, which by the way sold out. Tickets are sold out for uh their first uh solo pay per view since they debuted. Uh, power, uh, which could have to, um, to them actually, for doing that, right? I mean, never know. Well, i I think there's, I think they're still in that studio, and that studio probably holds a couple hundred people at most. Um, are they are they at a different venue for the pay per view or not? 
Because if they're at a different venue, then that's a bigger thing. But if they're just in the studio where they've been shooting the power episodes, yeah, maybe 200 people can fit in there at most. Um, but it sold out in like 22 minutes. Uh, I think it sold out before tickets went on sale to general public. Like you could, if you subscribe to their, you know, or got the promo code or whatever, like you could buy tickets early and they sold out early. So there was nothing left by the time they were supposed to go on sale for the general public. Um, but they do still have some tickets available for, I think the tapings that are that immediately follow the next day after the pay-per-view called into the fire. Um, named after the, uh, the new theme song of, of NWA power uh, played by Dokken. So if you want to talk about the show, having a very eighties feel, having a theme song by Dokken definitely helps add to that. Um, but I, I, I really enjoy it. And like I said, it is, you know, it's, some people have said, oh, it's kind of like a parody. It it feels like a parody of the old studio style shows. And, you know, I, I didn't watch those shows live. I've never really gone back and chased anything like that down, um, you know, apart from WCW Saturday Night. And that was still a little bit different. It still wasn't in the same vein that Power is. Um, but I, I do really enjoy it because it is it does stand out as a distinct product. It has a different look. It has a different feel. It has a different format than anything else. Um, you know, that's, that's currently being made in wrestling. And to me, that's, that's kind of what you have to do. Yeah. Hey, you, you have to do something to stand out and be different. And, you know, kudos to the NWA, uh, and for doing that and for being a different product. So that's good. I'm, I'm, you know, we, we I want to talk more about these shows uh, after I've watched them. Uh, hopefully, I'll get to them soon. Uh, but we do have a lot of things to talk about as far as the rest. Uh, a lot of stuff that we've watched and a lot of stuff happening in the last seven days. Um, as you mentioned, Danny, the Wednesday Night Wars are four weeks in and they're crazier than ever. Uh, so let's take a look at these both shows and, and kind of share our thoughts. First of all, ratings for both shows were down due to the World Series. I think that was expected because, you know, there's a reason why they call Baseball America's favorite pastime. At least that's what I, I've heard them call it. So, Well, championship games sure. of, I can, I know, can see any of the major like sports – well, champ championship, you know, games of of any of the major sports always draw on ratings. You know, like even casual viewers will tune in for championship games. Um, even people who maybe aren't rooting for the specific teams that are in there, they always tune in for the championship games. So they usually always draw big ratings. Um, and anything else that happens to be going up against them in the same week is is usually has a hard time. So, like you mentioned, it was probably expected that ratings would be down this week. So let's, let's talk about AEW Dynamite first. And this week, a uh, couple of interesting things. Uh, I feel like, first of all, the note here, uh, we had Cody Rose is going to make an announcement. Of course, got interrupted by the inner circle. But is it me or 
you know, do, do, does Cody and Jericho like have a chip on the shoulder about the fan? They can't stop, you know, dropping their name or you know, addressing him as the other place or the other company every week. It's like, how about yeah, you just I, ignore him and move on with your own thing? Yeah. Well, I'm not a fan of that either, and we talked about that some last week. Um, you know, Impact is is terrible about doing that, about trying to take, you know, cheap shots at 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 the Fed or you know, oh those yeah those guys up north or you know whatever they want to whatever term they want to use. But and I guess some fans like it. I guess they kind of have to, otherwise they wouldn't do it. But to me, yeah, it just 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 forget about them. Don't acknowledge them. WWE is not going to acknowledge you. You know, they're not going to. They're not going to make some pot shot about, you know, who's working there or whatever. Um, yeah, but they were, yeah, when they were going back and forth and he said something about where you, Cody said something about where you used to be, you know, this is different. I'm like, what, where you used to be? You used to be there too, Cody. You were, that's like your entire career was there. I don't even know if Cody really spent any time on the independent scene wrestling before getting getting called into WWE. Like, I can't remember if that's something that he did or not. You know, Jericho's career went all well, over the place, and yeah. it still continues to go over the place. But it just, I yeah, yeah, I don't like those pot shots either. I think they're, they're just, it's, I don't, I guess it's catering to a certain type of fan, but I'm not that type of fan. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's, it's been a nice treat to see the Lucha Brothers uh, on the weekly episodes, just about every week, you know, it's like with all the talent they have signed, of course, they can't have everyone, but they, it's nice that we've been able to see the Leecher brothers constantly being on, on the show. Uh, to me, I think like they're one of the two best talents out there. And as a tag team, they, they, they complement each other very well. So that, that, that's definitely a treat to see them, uh, wrestle. Yeah, so, no, the, yeah, the it's, thing here, it's uh, definitely good to see them on TV week to week again. Yeah. The Young Bucks versus uh, Best Friends, I totally skipped because I just cannot stand Chuck Taylor. And uh, as, as a fun as a match, I think it, it probably was. It was just, it's just not my type of comedy-ish kind of, you know, real. Like, I'm sure it, there was, you know... It's just not my thing. But did you watch the match? I, 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 I haven't. Yeah, no, I watched the match, and there wasn't that much comedy like you like you would expect. You know, if they were say at an independent promotion, there wasn't as much. It was a very much more action packed. Um, you know, they probably shaved a couple minutes of of the type of comedy off uh, off what would have been their time in order to to remove some of that stuff. Um, and it it was a fine match for what it was. Um, you know, I mean, the Young Bucks know that they're essentially one of the reasons people are tuning in, but they're doing a good job of, you know, not shoving themselves straight up to the top. I mean, having, you know, them them losing to Private Party in the first round of the tag tournament, you know, was a shocker, you know, to some, but it was also a good business thing because the Young Bucks are supposed to bring eyes there now so that you see all the rest of the talent that's there. Um, so putting themselves in the main event every single week and, you know, giving themselves the tag belts first and all that, it's not what, what they're about at this stage. Um, you know, it's, 
they'll they'll they're always going to be major players, but they don't have to be the only ones. They don't have to like bring in a dozen teams just for them to beat up. You know, they they want to showcase some of these other teams. Um, you know, like best friends, and of course, it seems that we're going to probably, I would guess, at full gear get, you know, maybe the Young Bucks versus uh, Ortiz and Santana. Uh, I think they made that challenge. Um, so, you know, they're going to stay in a predominant role, but they understand that they don't need the championships. You can leave other teams to battle over that to be highlighted as well. Yeah. Now, Omega versus Janela was definitely a treat. That was, for me, uh, a really fun match. Uh, I think, I, I don't know if it's just that, you know, Janela maybe is just another player here instead of the main guy he was in, in, in the Indies. But I think that once things get going and they start building the character, I think, man, we're going to see a lot of fun stuff with Joe Janela, but I think that the match with him and uh, and Omega was really good, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, and of course, you could say that I'm biased because, you know, Omega's one of my favorite wrestlers of all times, and he's just one of the best ever, but it's not me being biased. It's just I thought it was a really good match. No, and it was a fun match, but it did feel like Janela took most of the beating for that match, and and you know, and and they kept putting over, you know, about how tough he is because he does, you know, hardcore wrestling and these kind of things. So he has to be a really tough guy in order to absorb the punishment he does, um, you know, which is, I guess, why he kicked out of the first V trigger essentially. But um, yeah, I you know hope that they can use Janela more. Um, you know, we'll see. Like, like you've mentioned, though, there's there really have a they have a deep roster and they have a two hour show, and so they're only going to be able to fe- feature so many people on the main show. I think, which is also the reason why they do why they're doing the uh, AWE Dark, um, so they can uh, take a little bit of time, you know, and show these guys the live crowd, but then also have an extra. Uh, an extra television show to get, you know, to get people out there, um, which is, which is cool. Yeah. Now the main event, let's talk about that main event. Um, It was, it's a very good match. I think uh, definitely uh, what you would expect out of two superstars like Pac and Moxley. Uh, But we're, we're not going to, Spend a lot of time talking about the match. Let's talk about that finish. A main event ending yeah, no, in a time limit. Yeah, in a TV time remaining time limit draw. So they essentially, you know, ended the ended the match in you know with, I guess a, a minute or so before they actually had to hard cut for TV. Um, interesting finish, and you know it. It keeps the story going between these two for possibly down the line. Um, you know, so I think that uh, that's, you know, that's a really good thing because yet again, uh, you know, you want to you want to protect both guys. You don't want either of them to suffer a loss, especially Moxley going into his big match with Omega um, at full gear. Um, I really enjoyed the match. They started off hot and heavy. I really like uh, they keep calling him Pack and it's throwing me. I've always thought it was Pac. 
is how I heard it, but they always they always pronounce it pack, uh, with the different inflection on the A, and it, and it throws me every single time I hear them say that. Um, but he's he's one of my favorite high flyers because he makes the high flying moves, no matter what they are, a Hurricane Rana or a, you know, or his his Black Arrow or, or anything in between. He makes them look effortless, like he floats. And he just makes it look like it's it's, you know, it, it with relative ease to him. But he also manages to make it look impactful when he hits. And to me, that's a fair uh, that's a line where a lot of high flyers have difficulty with is, you know, the impact they can make. They can do beautiful and amazing things in the air, but when they go to hit the guy, you know, it looks like they pillow tap him. But uh, but pack. You know, every single move he does looks uh, looks with maximum impact, and that's you know I don't know if that's because of his frame. He's he's a bit stockier and more muscular than most high flyers, um, but it's just one of the things that I love about him. And uh, and so I was a big fan of that match. And you know, when they were calling the TV time and all this, I kept thinking, okay, are they going to go to a draw? Are they going to go to a draw? They keep saying, okay, we're down to a minute, you know. And then when he counts ten seconds and he hits, you know, I get. I don't know if they're calling it the Dirty Deeds or if they're calling it the Death Rider like they did in New Japan. Um, but he hits his double arm DT and uh, and then you know the referee's count, of course, is obnoxiously slower than the 10 count by the uh, announcer. Um, but you know, we go to it, John is pissed. Um, you know, Pac's still out, just like out cold from the move. Um, but I thought it was an interesting thing. And, you know, that's what you want. You have to do kind of interesting things from time to time. Uh, you know, when was the last time we saw a time limit draw in uh, in any wrestling, really? You know, it's very, very, very rare. And so I thought it was kind of a cool novelty thing there, a way to protect guys rather than, you know, having somebody run down and, and attack both guys and have it get thrown into a, you know, uh, a double disqualification or a no contest or something, having it actually end in a time limit draw where the time limit was not really a set number because it was TV time remaining. It wasn't like it was 20 minutes. It was probably like, you know, 16 and a half minutes or whatever. Um, so just very, I, I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. Now I am not a fan of non finishes, especially in the main event. I see a lot enough of them these days. And, of course, I think maybe what gets me the most, uh, and I'm not necessarily trying to be a hater here, but, okay, uh, you know, there's a reason why we didn't get to see Hangman Page versus Pac uh, in in the tournament match that we're supposed to get uh, a few months ago. And my another story, you know, rumor innuendo is Pac did not want to lose this but they wanted Paige to make it to the next round. So they worked around and did stuff, but kind of like people missed up on, on a big match there, uh, at, at least on Park side, being able to see Park for when I think it was the first time in, in, in the U.S. since leaving the Fed. So it's kind of like that kind of gets me. And I, and I wonder, just like, there's no way that they're going to end this match with a, so, you know, clinician, so because, you know, like you said, you got to protect Moxley going into uh, the pay per view, and Pike will, you know, he's got this creative control apparently, and you know, may not want to lose a match, uh, especially. 
A, TV, a tag team match, sure, but singles match, not, not sure. Well, you know, I would say I, I'm, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the the non finish either. But on a TV show, essentially, the point is to get to get you to watch next episode. You know, like this, they give you a whole lot, but they're the point is to show you enough, you know, show you entertaining matches, show you compelling characters and stories so that you want to watch next week. And doing something like that at the end of the show, I think, you know, encourages people to continue to watch because, yet again, it shows that, you know, anything can happen in the world of professional wrestling as opposed to the things we're used to seeing so much from, you know, years of the WWE being the only nationally televised. Uh, you know, uh, on wrestling powerhouse. So now that AEW is here, you know, they can, they can do some different things that, you know, types of finishes or, you know, or different characters or what have you that, that WWE doesn't do. And it's a way that they're trying to do things to, to help themselves stand out. Yeah, I, I guess so. I'm still a huge fan, but of that, I get what they did, it, and it, it sort of worked. Yeah, I mean, they they are trying to advertise this um, sport mentality, and you know, with the you know talking about the records, and you know, they did a lot today, and they, you know, especially I, I think I maybe I caught more in the Omega Janelle match talking about oh, like uh, how now. Uh, 500. So, I mean, I understand what they're trying to do here, but I don't know. Uh, that that I, I, I mean, I have necessarily wanted that to be the the end of the match. You, you could put that maybe earlier. That's me. But, yeah, I, I it was a great match, and uh, we would love to see them at it again. But right now, Moxley has unfinished business, uh, the cleaner. And we'll see them uh, on November 9th. Uh, on the NXT show, boy, did we get a different finish. Um, so a couple of highlights to me. Uh, Matt Riddle, Cameron Grimes. Uh, was a really good match. Uh, of course, you know, Riddle is Riddle. And uh, the, the former uh, Trevor Lee, uh, who... You know, left the Indies uh, as an undefeated uh, champion in, in his championship run of I can't even remember how many years. Uh, so, yeah, that was a great match. Uh, the main event uh, was another fun match uh, with Roderick defeating uh, Trevor Lee. Did I say Trevor Lee? Life pal. Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. Dijakovic. See, I can't spell today. Uh, See, and they, uh, they and pronounce course, it differently. They, uh, they say Dijakovic. Yeah, even that I mess up. But that's okay. That's why I'm here. Uh, that's what live is all about, uh, baby. Yeah, pay, pay attention when you are uh, in grammar school, kids. Um, and then... Uh, of course, we get new number one contenders for uh, the women, the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Uh, 
and we are going to get a treat as the women's tag team champions are coming to NXT uh, to defend their belts. But post main event, well, you get uh huh. I mean, they had you know when the women's tag belts were first created, you know they had they talked that oh they could be defended across multiple brands, you know Sasha and Bailey. Um, you know, as the first champions, they they made an appearance at NXT, you know, and said, hey, you know, we're scouting teams, etc. Challengers, we could be defending them. But they never actually did a defense on NXT television. So I think that's a big deal in itself. The Kabuki Warriors, you know, will will be on NXT TV defending those belts next week. Um, I'm very happy to see them back. Uh, we'll be very happy to see them back in NXT, um, you know, against... Uh, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai, I think, should be a really, really fun match. Um, I'm not really sure if they're kind of trying to make the Kabuki Warriors kind of in-betweeners. That way they can, you know, they can fight the the good guys, they can fight the bad guys. Um, but, you know, since they won the belts, they've kind of taken a little bit darker edge. You know, they kind of laugh and mock people and speak in Japanese intentionally so their opponents and, you know, and the fans can't understand what they're saying and uh, you know, Kyrie's starting to wear some of the makeup. Asuka's wearing the green makeup, reminiscent of when she was blowing the green mist. Um, but I'm excited for that match. Uh, the finish of the North American Championship match I thought was really cool, really fun. You know, they basically took Roderick out, and then Keith Lee and Dijakovic, uh, you know, took turns beating the tar out of each other until Roddy literally slipped in, kicked Keith Lee in the face, and pinned him uh, after he had hit a top row power bomb on Dijakovic, um, you know, Roderick strong playing exactly the undisputed era's game and, and, you know, waiting for that opportunity to come in and, and steal away the win. Let the two monsters beat, beat each other up and let him pick up the scraps. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed that match. I, those, you know, all three of those guys are, are top caliber. Um, and they, you know, guys I've been following for years. So, you know, I would love to see, more matches between any combination of those three. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but what an ending uh, with the Undisputed Era uh, then coming out and Chiampa, Gargano coming out, DIY. They're, they're back. I, I don't know if they're back together, but they're back here and they are together. And out comes Finn Balor to try to help even the odds. Uh, but he made uh, the odds even uh, even worse for DIY as uh, he took out Gargano. Then they all beat up on Chiampa, uh, and Finn Balor walked off. But it, it looked like maybe, maybe not. Uh, Finn Balor has joined an even dark side then. Uh, than we thought he could ever have. Is well, Finn Balor undisputed? As... Well, see, I didn't take it as Finn Balor joining the Undisputed Era because he didn't really join in on the beatdown when they continued to beat down Ciampa. He didn't go and celebrate with them. I think he's just targeting Johnny Gargano, you know? Finn Balor was one of the first guys to kind of refer to himself as, um, you know, Mr. NXT or people called him Mr. NXT because he had such a long title reign. 
um, as the champion, you know, I think it's going to stem from Johnny Gargano calling himself Mr. NXT, um, you know, and Finn Balor essentially coming to reclaim NXT as his own. You know, he doesn't want the championship right now. He can go for that another time. What he wants is the guy who calls himself Mr. NXT. Um, and that's and that's Gargano. I think that's where, you know, it it lied. That's why he hit Gargano and continued to attack Gargano, but didn't go touch Ciampa, didn't go celebrate with, with the Undisputed Era. Um, he just, you know, just targeted Gargano and then left. Um, so I think that's what it is. I don't think, I don't think the undisputed era has expanded. I think Balor has, is targeting Gargano. Um, and you know, it just, it happened to play in the favor of the undisputed era at the time. Yet again, the opportunists, they take advantage of the situation. They see Gargano's down and the four of them then go and attack Ciampa. Um, yeah, I don't think there was any kind of plan or premeditation. I think it was independent actions by the Undisputed Era and Finn Balor. I don't think there's any kind of working relationship there. Of course, they're, they're going to leave it as what if and whatnot. But my question to you, Danny, the bigger question to everybody listening and to everyone out there is who we want Finn Balor to become Undisputed. Because they're leaving the door open for that to happen. Yeah, they're I mean, you know they're teasing it right now. I don't think you need him to become undisputed. I think the undisputed era is fine as a foursome right now. If anything, uh, for the undisputed era, you know, to continue being draped in gold, I would say add a a woman to their group to go try to you know take the women's championship. I don't think they're just going to lure Shane over. She's got her own thing. She's got her own group of people already. Um, but you know, if they were to get a woman who could then go for the women's championship, um, but as a foursome, I think you're pretty good. I don't think you need to go, you know, full NWO and just start adding new guys every three or four weeks. I don't think they, I don't think that's, that's the undisputed era. You know, they're, they're this unit and they've been a unit in varying forms long before they came to NXT. Um, you know, those guys work together against each other. You know, they, they were always a major part of each other's careers. Um, and I think that's the big thing is that there is a long history between those four, uh, that makes the bond of, of the undisputed era strong, not just adding in random people just to kind of bulk their numbers. So I think Finn Balor, you know, he has groups waiting for him. He has groups that tried to put offers for him, you know, um, and these kind of things. But I think at this point he's, he's much more content to be kind of the lone wolf warrior. Yeah. Now, of course, there's always the chance that he could replace a member. You know, I mean, I think for a millisecond there may have been a rumor about uh, Adam Cole being separated from Undisputed Era. Uh, this could definitely be a way to do that. Um, not sure if you want to do that though, but it gives them the opportunity for Finn to come in and then get Cole out and become the new leader of Undisputed Era. Not like he hasn't been the leader of a club before. Yes. I mean, he has, he has leadership experience. Um, you know, I think, you know, really, even though he was quote unquote leader of the Bullet Club, he was still kind of co-leaders with Carl. 
I think, you know, he wasn't really leader leader, um, you know, but he had the, the club, you know, tried to um, get him to join together with them. You know, AJ and uh, Gallows and Anderson tried to get them to join together. And he just kept wanting to do his own thing, wanting to do his own thing. So I think that's kind of where he's going to stay um, for the time being. I think that's what's best for him now. All right. Well, this a lot. You know, that's definitely a a, a very interesting ending. Uh, but yeah, so Finn Balor uh, versus Johnny Gargano, uh, I believe, should be the uh, next ma- big match for those guys. Uh, most likely, take over in November. Uh, I can't remember which. I, th- I have a feeling that it's in Chicago, but I if. If I can manage to access the interweb quickly enough, uh, you know, I'll be able to, to tell everybody uh, where it is. Because I know they were uh, SummerSlam uh, was in Toronto, so they were in Toronto at TakeOver. But I believe that the next one, uh, we, we got War Games on, uh, on, on November 23rd. And, yep, in in Illinois, in Rosemont, but it's basically Chicago. So that's yeah, going to be yeah. the interesting one. Uh, what are we going to see in war games here? Well, one, one would assume uh, it would be the. Yeah, nothing's been announced yet. You know, I mean, we're st- at this point we're you know, approximately a month away. Um, one would assume that the undisputed era will face you know. A collection of the top challengers you know when they've done the war games match each time the undisputed era has been uh involved um wwe one of their social media accounts uh this you know a couple days ago was was talking about the war games and speculated about a women's war games and who would you put in there um you know i don't there's not there's not really a whole lot of factions in, in NXT and the women's, you know, there's really the only faction is, you know, the, the horsewomen of, you know, Shayna and uh, Marina and Jessamine, you know, so that's a, th- but that's only a threesome. So who would you put as, you know, people to go against them? Would you do multiple teams like you did, you know, like they had the NXT war games a couple years ago where they had, you know, uh, sanity, and Undisputed Era, and then Roderick Strong teamed with um, the Authors of Pain because he hadn't yet joined uh, Undisputed Era. So would you do multiple teams? And even then, like, there's not really... I mean, you could throw uh, you know, a group of of good guys together to go against Shayna and the Horsewomen, but there's really not a whole lot of factioning up in the women's division of NXT. But it is an interesting thought, um, you know, with, you know, having... Uh, you know, the Women's Elimination Chamber, the Women's Royal Rumble, like, are we close to seeing a Women's War Games? If not this year, maybe, you know, maybe next year, they'll have a longer ter- time to build uh, build factions together, so not just throwing people together to put them in a War Games, just to say, hey, we got a Women's War Games here. Um, but, you know, an interesting prospect, nonetheless. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, I think I would like to see a Women's War Games, and you could definitely do, uh, th- you know, three teams of three. 
especially if you could not convince Ronda to come out of uh, semi-retirement or whatever you want to call it. But I believe you the term that, three on three on three. On I think you can get Yeah, well, that's, you could do the three-on-three-on-three. On three on three, that's what I'm saying. But, um, you know, right now there's not really trios put together apart from Shane and, you know, Shane and, and the horsewomen. Um, yeah, and I think Rhonda actually called it at one time on her social media uh, impregnation vacation as her and her husband were looking to have a baby after WrestleMania. Um but yeah, you could do three teams. Is that game, a, but, but yet again, yeah. But yet, yet again, with three teams uh, of three, you'd have to have time to kind of throw some people together. So it made a little more yeah. sense than. Just, I wonder if we're gonna have teams. I, I wonder if Ronda's term was, you know, her version of Vince McMahon's uh, hiatus when he went to uh, become a. Uh, generic jackhammer. Um, I'll, I'll, uh, I still ge- lost. I'm gonna gen- remember that forever. Genetic jackhammer. You said generic jackhammer. They're very different. Um, yet again, just just the things that friends and and listeners will usually edit out uh, when Patrick flubs over things, uh, and and we correct him. He usually then does an additional take and says, "Okay, let me say it right this time." Um, you don't get that now, Patrick. You you gotta just do it raw and get it get corrected and feel ashamed. Well, I I feel I feel no shame, uh, especially because now I, I don't have to spend two or three hours editing myself and my mispronunciations. Uh, but that's true. That, hey, that, that's the, that's the great the great thing about being live. So, Danny, who do you think won uh, this week's uh, Wednesday Night War? Uh, ratings aside, though, who, who, who did you give the upper, um, what do you call it, uh, the momentum in, in this week? The upper hand. Well, I think the upper hand this week goes to NXT and and. Be reminded, f- friends, that uh, I'm still watching NXT on the Hulu version, as I have for five years. Um, the different thing is now I'm I'm still only getting a one-hour version of NXT, despite the fact the show is now two hours. So they do remove at least the last couple weeks. I've noticed they remove a couple, you know, two to three matches. So the only matches that I saw were Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley, um, the women's tag match. I saw um, Bro versus uh, Grimes, and then I saw the main event for the North American Championship. So if there were any other matches that some feel might have helped sway this one way or the other, I did not see them. But based on what I saw, and especially based on the ending segment, um, you know, setting up things, more questions than answers, uh, you know, an exciting match, that had people talking. I think NXT gets the nod this week. I would I would say that NXT, you know, even even my one hour version versus the two hour, which I watched the entire two hour show of AEW, I still feel uh, NXT was just a better show this week. 
Yep. Hard to disagree uh, with that one, especially uh, with the way that it, it ended. Uh, but, yeah, the matches definitely were uh, great on point uh, there. Um, you you missed uh, Angel Garza versus um, ver- versus uh, Jack Gallagher. Oh, ver- oh, okay. What, Jack? No, 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 no. Oh, Gal Gallagher. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I we're getting mixed up with my jacks. I thought you said swagger for a second. So Gallagher R- and Angel Chappelle. Garza. Yes. Yeah, I know, so, right? That's why I was like, huh? What? Da- Danny, we have so a was- listener who wants to chime in here. Okay. Hello. Please state your name and where you're calling from. Hello, are you there? Um, they are on the messenger, I see, but I don't hear uh, hear our caller live. It looks like uh, the technical difficulty. And the call continue. ended. Yes, yes, the call ended. Um, well, uh, that's all right. Call you can try again later. Uh, but yeah, so I, I would agree to any NXT here gets denied. Uh, but yeah, Gar- Garza versus um, versus Gallagher was definitely a, a fun match. Um, I'm trying to think if there was another match out there. I feel like there was, but I cannot remember it for the life of me. Uh, well, may see, have I been was upset because I missed inconsequential. I I missed you know the week. Or last week, or the week before last, I missed uh, Imperium versus uh, Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan. See, that wasn't in the Hulu version for whatever reason. So um, I was kind of upset about that. As you know, I really, really like Oni and 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 Birch. Um, you know, Imperium has has been showing out. I don't watch the uh, NXT UK, so I haven't seen any of the stuff they've been doing over there. But whenever they're on NXT, they're they're an impressive group. Um. But you know, yeah. So sometimes I miss good matches, and I would assume that Garza and uh, Gallagher was really good. You know, they've I've watched them both on Two Hundred Five Live for a long time. You know, for several years, uh, Garza. You know, less on Two Hundred Five Live, but um, you know, I, I like him a lot. Uh, upset I missed that match, but I guess that's just part of the you know now being the NXT uh, Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, so you're going to have more cruiserweight action matches on NXT. I guess they have two hours to fill, so they got to use, uh, use some additional help where they can. Yeah. So let's move on, uh, quickly here. Uh, a couple of big shows for other promotions with, uh, Bound for Glory. Uh, I believe that happened on October the 20th. Uh, and I, I didn't know the lineup going into this show, um, but Ken Shamrock was in the match. And I, I saw, uh, I believe I, I shared it with you, a clip of him almost attempting suicide. And Moose, of all people, protected him. Uh, that was uh, not the, 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 the show, but... Michael Elgin versus Marafuji sounds like a fun match. They need to go back and and, and watch. Uh, 
And uh, yeah, of course, Tennille Dashwood, who joined the Impact roster not long ago, there. Brian Cage defeating Sammy Callahan in the main event, uh, giving me another reason not to want to watch Impact because screw Sammy Callahan. But yeah, did, did you know Ken Shamrock was wrestling again uh, in, in a big show? I mean, I didn't even know he was TV. I seen him in the uh, Indies yeah, here and there, no. but not noted. Yeah, I didn't know that he was going to be coming back to Impact either. Now, he is the first ever NWA champion in the NWA TNA era when they did the you know the shows in the Asylum, the two-hour pay-per-views on Wednesdays, um, the first show they had to, to crown a new, you know, a new NWA world champion, the first of the total nonstop action era. Um, they did a big battle royal, you know, the standard TNA battle royal where the last two, you know, once there's only two left, it now turns into a, you know, pinfall or submission match. Um, Ken Shamrock was the winner. And, uh, and so I guess this was supposed to be, you know, in reference to that, you know, he, him being a former, uh, you know, NWA TNA uh, world champion, but I yeah I didn't really know that he was going to be on there. I haven't on unfortunately with them being on Twitch and them now you know uh, joining with Axis and stuff. I don't have either of those channels. I don't have access to either of those. I don't really watch Twitch. It's kind of a weird thing. I just you know, um, but I yeah I, I kind of hadn't really been following Impact much the last several weeks or, or a couple months. Um, so I had no idea that Ken Shamrock was going to be back on national television. But yeah, I saw him do that dive. He tried the, you know, the Undertaker style dive completely over the top rope and and try basically do like a tope suicida, but instead of going through the ropes, he went completely over. Um yeah, and Moose of all people as you mentioned, um you know, essentially saving Shamrock's life there as Shamrock kind of almost landed on his head. Moose was able to kind of turn him so that he could land better. Um you know, Moose not being known for protecting people specifically um but he did a you know he did a great job there um but yeah i didn't know the shamrock was going to be wrestling on national tv i was surprised extremely surprised yeah yeah well I mean, he pay, looked pay, in great pay, physical pay, shape uh, yeah i mean he's always kept in good shape you know uh as in in his you know years since the fate he's been going back and forth wrestling and with the mixed martial arts but yeah, you know, I wonder if they brought him back because you know, not long ago, I believe, if I remember correctly, and by not long ago, I mean like last week, uh, Impact Wrestling announced that they will be having a show, WrestleMania, which will be uh, TNA on that only show. I can't believe I'm saying that even uh, because they're they're um, they're doing a a old school TNA show. Which I'm not sure what that means, uh, because most of the roster who are really resemble Impact or TNA, you know, are are all working for the Fed. Jeff Jarrett, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Bobby Roode, Abyss, Eric Young, Abyss. I mean, who are you going to bring for this show? Yeah, it. I mean, I, I'm interested in the concept, like you mentioned. They're doing a TNA one night only. But, yeah, who do you bring back? And they, you know, they mentioned something that, you know, oh, we're open to working with people, you know, within different promotions. Of course they are. 
of course they'd love to have you know a dozen uh wwe contracted talent on their show imagine the press for them or they'd love to have people come out of retirement you know people who aren't actively wrestling anymore come back to there they'd love the press for that um but yeah, I don't know exactly what it's going to entail. I don't know if they're going to try to bring back the old entrance set of TNA, you know, with the the little ramp and the the cage girls, and uh, you know, bring back the Dup Cup or uh, you know the flying Elvises. You know, I don't know what they're going to bring back. Um, you know, those asylum shows. There was a whole lot of awesome in them, but there was also a whole lot of terrible in those shows, uh, and. As you mentioned, the people who who were the awesome, who did some of the best stuff there, are contracted other companies. You know, even guys, even Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels, who were both, you know, great instruments of the X Division. Um, you know, now signed to to All Elite. Um, you know, uh, Generation Next, or you know the the or excuse me, Generation Me. You know, the Young Bucks. They were Generation Me. They had a, a you know fantastic. Matches with uh, the Motor City Machine Guns of Chris Saban and Alex Shelley. Um, you know, but of course, they're signed to All Elite. Why would they go work for TNA when they're working to build their own company? Uh, I'm, yeah, yeah, I don't know what it means. I don't know if it's going to be like one of those, you know, like, a, like when Raw does the old school Raw and they basically just have some of the regular guys wrestling, but then like they bring in the legends to kind of, you know, do a spot or do a backstage routine. I don't know if it's going to be kind of like that, but yet again, like the, the TNA legends are kind of slim pickings unless unless they're able to corral people from other companies into coming and working for them. Yeah, I mean, let's just look, like even talk some of the people who are who were former uh, champions uh, in Impact Wrestling back in the day. I mean, uh, you know, in convince Christian Cage to come and make an appearance. Uh, you know, I mean, I can see how they could get some people to come and just make appearances. You know, say, so, hey, if All Elite is not having a show, maybe, maybe you know, SEU can come and here and wrestle. Uh, things like that. But, man, yeah, slim pickings for uh, one night only. Uh, Impact. I mean, maybe they can get Jerry Jarrett, so at least they get a Jarrett in. Um, Dixie, I'm sure, will try to come in and be there. I mean, her and her pandas or whatever the company was, Panda Gas or Panda Express or Panda something. I can't remember uh, these days. Pan, panda, um, panda Energy. It was Panda Energy. I was close. You were a little bit closer with Panda Gas than you were with Panda Express. Panda Express is a fast food uh, restaurant. But yeah, I mean, they. But, like you said, they don't. I don't. I don't know if they would be able to get AEW contracted talent because some of the thing, the problem with those guys working independence now is they can work independence, but it can't be televised anywhere. You know, it can't. It can't be broadcast or televised somewhere. I think that's the big rule. And that's why so many of these guys before AEW went on on live television were doing their, you know, quote unquote farewell to the Indies tour um, and hitting some of the places that, you know, they, they wouldn't be able to hit again. So unless they got some kind of special permission, yeah. I don't think even, you know, 
even AEW guys would be able to go to that show. Um, you know, they could maybe do a meet and greet for the fans or something, you know, if they were to turn it into like a fan fest as well, then maybe you could get some of the, some of those guys, but I don't think they could actually be performing or be seen live on the, on the actual broadcast. Yeah. It's, it's definitely going to be an interesting scenario. And, uh, yeah. Um, that, that's, that I have to say about that. But, yeah. Impact Wrestling presents TNA one night only. Uh, let, let's see who shows up. Um, uh, I, I think, uh, I, I think we, I may know a person or two that maybe to, to live tweet or something and give us the scoops, the 411 as it happens. Uh, although probably people could watch it on the Twitch TV uh, gimmick, which, of course, if you have Amazon Prime, you can subscribe to a YouTube, a, a Twitch channel for free. So, uh, but yeah. Good good for Impact Rest. No. They can't. Uh, then in Mexico, uh, Eres Immortales 13. On October 19th. Uh, and some highlights of the show uh, Daga defeated Drago to win the AAA Latin American Championship. El Hijo de Vikingo won the 2019 Copa Antonio Peña tournament. Kenny Omega defeated Phoenix AAA Championship. And uh, Pentagon Jr. became the sole. Survivor sole winner, sole winner of uh, Relevo's Increíble Steel Cage Match, uh, the, the main event of the evening. Uh, his tag team partner, Texano Jr., I have not watched the, the whole thing, so I don't know exactly how he, but I mean that people just get eliminated. And Pentagon Jr. was the uh, sole survivor. Yeah, and this is AAA, so he can be Pentagon Jr. in AAA because they own the name. Uh, so he was not Penta El Cero Miedo here. He was Pentagon Jr. But yeah, uh, big news. Kenny Omega in AAA and now a champion continues the relationship between uh, El AAA and El AEW. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then, you know, interesting, as you mentioned, you know, continuing the relationship there. You know, on this week's AEW broadcast, they did show the, you know, clips of the ending moments uh, of his match of Kenny winning that belt. Um, you know, it's an interesting relationship, but, you know, hopefully it it can do a whole lot for AEW as, you know, they're able to send some of their guys, you know, to have matches and, and learn different styles as well as bringing more talent, you know, from uh, AAA, hopefully up you know, to AEW to show on American television, um, you know, get, get a bit of Lucha, um, you know, a little more true Lucha than, than you see in most promotions, uh, on, you know, on the American television. Um, so, you know, it's cool. Yeah. Cool to see. Um, you know, I, unfortunately Mexican wrestling politics are kind of crazy. And uh, so, yes, Kenny won the belt, but it is very possible at any day they could just decide, no, you don't have it anymore, and take it from him, give it to somebody else, with or without a match, um, as they're known to do. 
Um, you know, there there was the whole news of of them. Uh, you know, just yeah, just like you mentioned that he's able to be Pentagon Junior there in AAA, and I guess AEW because of the working relationship. But anywhere else, he was having to be Penta L Zero M A. Um, you know, as as his name, it's just ugh, yeah. Mexican wrestling politics are about as shady as as one would imagine Mexican politics to be. Yeah, you know, wrestling and politics is a it's a crazy thing here. Uh, but so, of course, uh, c- c- coming fresh of their uh, invasion when they came to New York, uh, and uh, yeah, so it be interesting there when they held their their show, and I think it was a pay per view. Well, so that happened in. Of course, uh, more disturbing news in Mexico, in a in a match in a, a show in Mexico, uh, La Parca. Not to be confused with the original La Parca, who's L.A. Park, but the current uh, La Parca incarnation, which of course uh, CMLL owning the rights was it AAA. I lose count of who owns what these days. Uh, one of them, though. Of uh, La Parque, I believe it's Triple A, uh, and of course the, the wrestler uh, donning the mask and the suit of La Parca uh, took you know the ring uh, onto Rouge, I believe, and missed, uh, and his you know neck hit the uh, it wasn't a guardrail, but it was some type of very uh, hard there uh, to protect the fans and you could hear the thump when he hit it and then it went down instantly I uh, believe uh, he fractured his neck and uh, a few other issues uh, but uh, we uh, definitely wish uh, La Parca a recovery, it's not going to be a speedy recovery, but we do wish him well and a uh, successful Recovery from this injury. Anytime you have any injury involving, always dangerous. But uh, we do hope that he does he like, get better. Yeah the uh, the video clip is, is quite scary. He, you know, he kind of hits his target, but his his head pretty much hit the guardrail support, whatever the heck was there, and then he was just kind of, you know, lifeless as as med staff went to go check on him. Uh, yeah, we do wish him a speedy, you know, as speedy as possible, but ultimately you want him to recover fully. And especially with the neck, as you mentioned that just, it, it just takes a lot of time. All right. Uh, back to the WWE, the fed, of course, a week from, uh, today, uh, well, it's by, by now. It's, we're still on Thursday, so a week from today, on uh, on the morning or afternoon of Halloween, uh, they will be in the great kingdom of Saudi Arabia, in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, in the King Fahd International Stadium, uh, you know, brought to you uh, by uh, the, you know, the, the Prince of... Uh, 
Saudi Arabia, the Great Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, some people call it. Uh, no, they are not sponsored, but uh, I'll take their money if they want to. Uh, so they are uh, having uh, hosting a WWE show there, of course, the Crown Jewel 2019, and we got big matches uh, lined up for here. Uh, Team Hogan, which consists of Roman Reigns, Rusev, Ricochet, Shorty G, and Ali. More, more on his name later. First. Team Flip, Corbin, Bobby Lashley, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Drew McIntyre. Ten tag team. Uh, of these men, uh, do you think Shorty G will make it long in this match? Oh my goodness! I mean, is 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 it elimination style? Is it kind of Survivor Series rules for this one? Because I don't remember hearing if it I was have or no not. clue. I, I'm 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 assuming we'll find out as we go. I just wanted to make that long joke with you know his name. I just I just need yeah, to add it on there. I I'm I'm really upset that they, they're regulating Chad Gable uh, to you know Shorty G. Um, it's terrible. You know he's. But you know you can't just be a a fighter, a professional wrestler, and anymore you have to have a character. And so you know his character of being an Olympic caliber, you know, professional athlete apparently is already taken. And he, you know, ask Brock Lesnar and now Kane Velasquez and Ronda Rousey. You know they have the gimmick of being a fighter, so you can't give that to Chad Gable as well. Um, you know. So they had to give him something where he kind of gets kind of funny and silly and, you know, yeah, I'm short. Oh, I guess I'm short of G. Like it's, no, I'm, yeah, not excited about that, um, his name change. I was hoping it was just going to be a nickname and not a permanent name change, but when he's announced for a match as Shorty G, um, yeah, just not, not excited about that, not excited about uh Team Hogan versus Team Flair. Yes, WWE says it is the first time ever, but those fans, all 25 of you of Impact Wrestling, may know differently that, uh, you know, they did this before. Uh, Hogan, a te- you know, grouped a team of guys together. Flair grouped a team of guys together, and they fought. So it is the first time ever in WWE, you know, but uh, it was not phenomenal yeah. then. And I am not really excited about it now. It's, you know, basically, for whatever reason, Hulk Hogan's the good guy, despite the fact that, you know, we've heard a lot of things in the last couple years that would lead us to believe he is not necessarily the good guy in real life. Um, you know, but I guess Ric Flair, as a leader of a notorious, multiple notorious bad guy groups, you know, and being the dirtiest player in the game, I guess he had to be the one to lead the group of uh, rule breakers. Um, but it is, yeah, I'm guessing it's it's just going to be a match. And it's, as we've talked, you know, more and more with these Saudi shows, they do a lot for more for the live crowd there than they do for the people, uh, you know, the, the fans here in the United States watching. You know, give you the opportunity to see these people live in person, you know, that you haven't necessarily seen 
before because, you know, WWE didn't come to the Saudi Arabia until recently. Um, so, you know, that's why they did Undertaker versus Goldberg and those kind of things. But, uh, yeah, still nothing on this card of the crown jewel that, that gets me really excited to, to what, to witness it. Yeah. Well, you know, for, for everyone, uh, who never has seen this yet, YouTube, the immortals versus fortune, uh, to see the match that, uh, uh, the Danny was talking about from uh, TNA, or I think they were Impact by then, but I can't remember. They were Impact um, at that point. When Hulk Hogan joined, they were Impact, and they went to the four-sided ring. They dropped the six-sided ring. And this and, is where they switched. You know, yeah, four-sided ring. Yeah. 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 And we went to Monday night, brothers, and you know that kind of thing. And, and they did that for like two weeks, and then they decided to stop because it was terrible. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I think this is only going to go one way with Tim Hogan winning because, you know, Hogan mass pose, pal. Yeah, I mean, you got to make, him, uh, you you gotta make go. him look like a good guy again. Yeah, you got to make Hogan the good guy. You know, we're, we're working hard to try to rebuild the image of Hulk Hogan. Um, as I said, despite the fact in the media over the last couple of years, we've heard that he may not, you know, be, be the best person that the – that he that the character is, um, so you know you got to kind of build that, rebuild that image, you know. Let him go in there and throw some punches. You know he's not going to drop the leg because his hips and his back are so bad. So you know you let him throw some punches and point the finger and you know do the poses and such, brother. So the rest of our lineup, uh, we're not going to do um, predictions uh, for every. Here's the, the lineup, uh, and then you give me your thoughts, Danny. Braun Strowman versus uh, boxing heavyweight champion Tyson Fury. Brock Lesnar defending the WWE Championship versus Cain Velasquez. Mansoor, who I believe won uh, the greatest uh, Royal Rumble uh, in the uh, a previous Saudi show, versus Cesaro. Impact tutorial match for the WWE World Cup and also the opportunity of being called the back team in the world. Uh, the New Day versus the Viking Raiders versus Heavy Machinery versus Lucha House Party versus uh, Ryder and Hawkins versus The Revival versus uh, the OC versus uh, Rude and Ziggler versus the B-team. This is for the World Cup, people. Yeah. Even the league has a World Cup. Everyone has one these days. False count anywhere, uh, including possibly the desert. Uh, for the WWE Universal Championship, Seth Rollins defense versus the Fiend Bray Wyatt. This match cannot be stopped for any reason, even if they leave the arena. Even if they go play in the sand, even if they do whatever they do, they cannot be stopped. Will it be stopped? We'll find out. 20 man battle royal. The winner will for the United States Championship that evening, afternoon, morning, depending on where you live. And of course, AJ Styles 
we'll defend the championship against the Battle Royal winner. Eight tier, big Tedman tag, the World Cup. Still not really interested or excited in much. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still not really interested or excited in much. Uh, I don't follow boxing, so I don't know who the hell Tyson Fury is. Uh, I assume he's going to win. You come in as a champion from another sport, you know, undefeated. They're not going to let you get defeated here in WWE. Um, Kane Velasquez and Brock Lesnar is quite the opposite. I think they're bringing in Kane just to let Brock get his win back, so to speak, um, for his loss in the UFC. Uh, Mansoor didn't win the greatest. Mansoor won the 50-man battle royal, um, I think is what he won. It was Braun Strowman who won the greatest Royal Rumble ever. Mansoor was the one who won the battle royal. Um, and, uh, yeah. the And then you got another battle royal because, you know, that's, that's what we do. Battle royals. Everybody loves battle royals and Royal Rumbles. Um, so, you know, battle royal... Gets a U.S. championship shot. The United States championship being defended in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Who would have thunk it? Um, yeah, tag team turmoil. Hogan versus Flair. The quote-unquote, nothing will stop this match. Falls count anywhere, etc. Yeah. Um, not Nothing really on this card excites me. Um, you know, it's just... And yet again, it's it's not a card made for us. It's made for the people in Saudi Arabia. And then they brought in the, you know, they brought in Velasquez and Fury in order to get additional buzz on Fox to try, you know, and get uh, new subscribers, um, you know, for the network. Um, people who, you know, may be boxing and, you know, MMA fans, um, you know, you have to get the network to watch this one. So now you're a, a first-time subscriber, and the hope is that you love it and that you become a WWE fan for life. Um, yeah, but it's it's not a show for the diehard fans. It's not a show for uh, you know the regular viewers. You know, most of the regular viewers will watch because they like WWE, and sometimes they like punishing themselves and watching things that WWE does that they don't enjoy, and then going on to complain about it. Um. But yeah, it is. I don't. It's not a show geared for your diehard wrestling fans. Um, it's definitely an in, the entertainment spectacle aspect. Uh, yeah. So I'm not. I'm not really excited. Don't even really know if I'm gonna. How much of it I'm gonna watch? Well, I mean. You still have more time to get excited as uh, this Friday, uh, SmackDown is going to FS1, of course, the World Cup uh, airing. Uh, did I say World Cup? I meant the World Series uh, airing uh, on uh, Fox this Friday uh, will mean that slowly will move Friday Night SmackDown to F. And, uh, of course, they are. Uh, Teasing uh, that, you know, Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan will appear live on Friday Night SmackDown, as well as a face-off between WWE Champion Brock Lesnar and Cain Velasquez. So, you know, uh, do, do, do the best there to get uh, 
to get uh, and people get it for um, the show and we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, now, moving on though, we talked about Bushy Road uh, buying stardom last week. Well, uh, it does not stop here. Uh, it, it continues. New Japan Pro Wrestling in the news again. Of course, uh, uh, you know, joining, teaming up on initially with uh, Ring of Honor to have shows in the U.S. They figure out, hey, well, we can do this on our own too. Uh, and they've been having more frequent shows in the U.S., uh, like like three, four, five shows a year to that officially announced Japan Pro Wrestling brings to you NJPW USA. Uh, of course, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling of America. Uh, as we know, they've already have developed their dojo uh, here in the U.S. And they are going to be running shows, more shows here. Uh, and they're going to be, as announced, uh, showing having shows in Madison Square Garden in Dallas. And now fully integrating a company with U.S., becoming another U.S.-based company. Uh, what does it mean for, for, you know, of course, they're going to continue to work with Access TV where they have their shows uh, airing on um, Friday night. But now they plan on running more often. They're going to be a fully American promotion. In addition to, of course, New Japan Pro Wrestling in Japan. That's always going to be their number one. But now they're going to have a full American promotion here in the U.S. And, and, and they've advertised. I mean, they, they're going to be coming to the Southeast. They're coming here to Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, they advertised. If they talked about five different regions in the United States, and each region had multiple cities that would be, you know, touring stops. Um, it seems like it's going to feature a lot of the, you know, people going to the LA dojo. Um, I assume there's going to be American independent talent that will be, you know, uh, utilized on these shows, and I would certainly hope that you're going to get a lot of Jap of the Japanese talent, um, you know, uh, coming into these shows. Otherwise you're, you may have a lot of disappointed fans. You know, there was kind of the, the swerve angle earlier this year when new Japan announced they were doing several shows in the Southeast and everybody got excited and tickets sold out within an hour and no talent was announced. And then as it came out, they said, yes, there's, you know, there's shows the same day in Japan. So we're going to be sending people, you know, who aren't, who don't have matches for those shows over to the ones in the United States. Everybody's like, okay, so now they're going to split the roster. Who are we going to get here in the States? Who are we going to get? And who we got in the United States are, you know, are and were, um, you know, all the, North American based talent. So you had, you know, the Killer Elite Squad. You had Rocky Romero, but not Rapongi 3K, just Rocky. Uh, you had Juice Robinson defending the United States Championship. I think at least on one of those shows, you know, best friends, uh, different people who who wrestled for New Japan and who, you know, 
were New Japan talent, but they were all the American-based ones. And so a lot of people were mad. They felt that, you know, yes, oh, you're going to give us a New Japan show, but then you're not really going to give us any of the, you know, the New Japan stars, the Japanese stars, you know, no Tanahashi, no Okada, no Ibushi, no, no LIJ presence, you know? Um, so I think a lot of people were really upset by that. So I think that that's the thing they're going to have to correct with this. And, you know, they mentioned that, you know, these U.S. shows are going to be done uh, in between tours for, uh, for the New Japan shows in Japan. So one would hope that at least a handful of Japanese talent, um, you know, would be coming over to do some of these shows um, to help, you know, similarly to how uh, Evolve is using NXT talent. You know, the NXT talent comes, for, you know, they only have, you know, two or three people, you know, Ciampa, Gargano, Cassius Ono, you know, Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, and, you know, Street Profits and stuff have all spent time, but they usually only have a couple of NXT talent, you know, and they'll do a meet and greet, and then some of them, maybe they'll wrestle, maybe they won't, um, you know, against some of the other talent there um, for the Evolve shows. So I would hope that that is how they would do this. Yes, the, the, the core roster will probably be American-based guys, you know, American-based New Japan talent or, you know, uh, LA Dojo guys or, you know, people from the American independent scene, um, it, you know, local to the region. Um, but I would think that you're going to have to bring in, you know, some of your top stars from New Japan a couple at a time for each of these shows in order to make people... Uh, you know, pay pay the money and get excited about it. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be interesting what we get. Uh, more frequent shows means more talent. How much of the Japanese talent can they bring on a consistent basis? Probably not a lot, but I think that they need they will need to bring some. Uh, and maybe it'll be different people depending on the shows. Maybe they'll do like short tours so they can be here for a little bit uh, in this region. Uh, but uh, yeah, we we needed to be and feel like New Japan as far as like we need to see the top talent and not the top American talent, but we need the top American, the, the top Japanese talent uh, to be there. We need to see Okada, Tanahashi, uh, and many more naito uh sucks that we will get to see liger again uh as he's having his last show uh not long for now uh in november here in the u.s in california uh, of course with him retiring at wrestle kingdom but yeah i think this is definitely big news though new japan i think this was coming uh, for you know, for a while, as they've been trying to establish more of a presence, they got to deal with access to have their shows here. Uh, of course, with uh, New Japan World, everybody and anybody can go in and watch uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling and all their shows. Uh, they've been increasing the number of shows that have been translated in uh, in. English. I mean, most. I mean, I think believe all of live shows have had English company, and I've seen an increase of you know non-live shows uh, that have had you know, live commentary, and of course it's in English. But now you know establishing the dojo, 
and you know, adding more and more wrestlers, American wrestlers. It's gonna be big. It's it needs to be. Uh, it's gonna be a good thing. I mean, does the U.S. really need another wrestling promotion? Not necessarily, but Tempo Wrestling is different. As long as they bring the authentic New Japan on a consistent basis, I'm all about it. So, I know I'm definitely going to check it out when they come to Atlanta. That's a no-brainer. I know you yeah, will I'm, as well. I'm probably wait. Yeah, I you know I'm interested. I'm excited, but at the same time, I'm a little hesitant. I want to make. I want to see. Um. You know how they're how they're gonna do with uh. If they're gonna be bringing in the Japanese talent or not? If it's just a bunch of American, you know, some of the American independent guys and American based New Japan talent and you know LA Dojo guys. I may wait and decide and see how expensive tickets are. But if they're going to give us Okada and Tanahashi or, you know, Ibushi or, uh, you know, Ishii or the LIJ crew, you know, any of those, you know, guys, I might be jumping on it a lot faster. Yeah. So stay tuned for more and more is, uh, more is coming. You can check out all the uh, news, uh, NJ. PW nineteen seventy um, I believe is the web address for their English version of the site. Uh, but yes, uh, more more to come. But yeah, New Japan Pro Wrestling they seem to be uh, in the news a lot. Uh, but changing, uh, you know, evolving here in the U.S. and becoming more of a presence. Can't wait to see what happens with that. But that is the show for tonight. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Please, uh, as always, go back, check out the archive of uh, shows that we had uh, here on Podbean. Uh, you can check it out on Podbean or Stitcher or TuneIn on uh, iTunes or uh, on the Google Play Store, uh, wherever you listen to a podcast. Uh, make sure you also subscribe and uh, listen shows as we're here every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern and uh, check us out on the Twitter machine. Uh, we are on the Twitter at FOW Radio. I'm on Twitter YellowmanPA. Danny's on Twitter at Danny F. Endanger. And until next time, keep watching wrestling.